Prana Plus acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land, waters and sky and respects their enduring spiritual connection to country. We acknowledge the sorrow of the past and our hope and belief that we can move to a place of equity, partnership and justice together. We acknowledge Elders past, present and emerging and pay our respects to the cultural authority of First Peoples. Welcome to Cranacast, the remote health podcast produced by Crana Plus. This podcast is all about telling the stories of the remote health workforce. In each episode, a nurse, midwife or health professional shares their experiences of working in rural and remote Australia. Cranacast is designed for you to listen to on the plane, in the car between clinics or during your downtime. Download it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app so that you can tune in even when you're out of range. I'm your host Kate Ridge and in today's episode our guest is remote area nurse Chris currently working in Coral Bay in Western Australia. Now if you're like me and you've got no idea what a MOG is, keep listening because Chris is going to tell us all. Hello Chris, it's been lovely to have the opportunity to talk to you today and for you to join the Cast podcast. Um, so in this episode we're exploring your career and your current roles in remote area nursing. So I was wondering if you'd be able to just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you are, what your current role is, and perhaps a bit about your experience leading up to where you are. Thanks Kate. Um, I have been a registered nurse for approximately 35 years. I was hospital trained back in the 80s. Um, I've spent 11 years in emergency and 16 years in intensive care nursing, but I was um, a bit fed up with working in big regional centres, so I came across to WA to do Mm -hmm. some remote area nursing. I did my um, grad cert in emergency in 2009 and I completed my Masters of Nursing Nurse Practitioner in 2013. So I've been working short-term roles in rural, remote Western Australia as a nurse practitioner. It's taken me everywhere from like Eucla, Esperance, Fitzroy Crossing and currently I'm in Coral Bay. Which sounds like a lovely spot in the world. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Coral Bay? So Coral Bay is on the Ningaloo Reef. It's about 11 hours drive north of Perth. Um, Our closest hospital is two and a half hours drive down the road to Carnarvon or an hour and a half up the road to Exmouth. It's a tourist town. We walk straight in the ocean and we're swimming on the reef with whale sharks and their jarees and it's horrible. Sounds beautiful. Sounds wonderful. Um, There was something else you were talking about in your uh, introduction there is that you're a nurse practitioner and I thought it might be really interesting if you can perhaps explain that role to people and what what the journey is to get to a nurse practitioner. Okay, so a nurse practitioner is an advanced practice nurse. So um, you basically have to have quite a lot of knowledge and experience behind you and then you do a master's degree that specialises in your specialty area. So I did emergency. Um, That then allows me to see patients um, autonomously, like a doctor, I can prescribe, I can diagnose, I can order tests. 
plus we then do all of the nursing side as well. Mm. So, it, so all of the education and the dressings and... So it's enabled you to have a really broad role and scope of practice in what you're doing? Yes, and it, it just enables me to provide um, a good holistic care to every member of the community. Mm. Um, and you're also saying you were a bit fed up with um, nursing where you were previously. It, and is that what drew you to remote area nursing or it was just more of the catalyst of you know I, I want something more how did you get into remote area nursing so I, I grew up in a small community in southeast Queensland so I've always loved living in small communities and being in the bush um, re- working in busy regional emergency departments can get very exhausting it's just non-stop and um, especially now even with COVID, it just is burning stuff out left, right and centre. Mm. So it was kind of a catalyst to, no, I want to go out and I want to travel and I want to work in small communities and, and do something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And is is the autonomy also part of what you really enjoy about remote area nursing? Oh, yes. The autonomy is great. Um, there is no team um, sometimes it's just you or a uh, health worker or you may just be you and the St John Ambulance volunteers mm-hmm. and you just have to do what you can with what you've got because we don't have all the bells and whistles, we don't have x-ray, we don't have uh, pathology. So we have to really go back to basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously one of the positives of your role in that you know you're autonomous and you know you're able to actually do more than perhaps you would in other places what are some of the other positives of your role um some of the other positives is you actually get to know all the members of the community um and you get to participate in being part of that community so not only do i work here in coral bay i'm also in on the conservation committee, I am also, have kind of accidentally ended up a wildlife carer. <laughs> so it's nothing abnormal for someone to bring me a, a seagull with a fish hook in its mouth or a crow with two broken legs or get a phone call, there's a, a joey out the back and you know, up in the bush and it's not walking so you go and capture it and put a back slab on it and talk liaise with the local vet and get it on the school bus to get to the vet so it's kind of i work closely with department of parks and wildlife mm-hmm. well it it sounds like it is really interesting every day it is um good in in way of follow-up in, in a follow-up from that could you tell us perhaps a story or an incident of that kind of explains what your um, day-to-day is like or something that has happened, mightn't be an everyday thing, but just something that we can share with the listeners that might explain more fully what it is that you do? Well, um, the one thing that I one day I do actually remember was I was working in East Pilbara in a small community and one morning we woke up and the river crossing had eight metres of water flowing wow. across it. The water was actually lapping the bottom of the clinic driveway. 
But unfortunately, the other side of that river crossing 10 kilometres away is a gold mine that has about 100 workers. And I had the mine medic who I worked closely with on the phone saying, we've got a 50-year-old unresponsive over here, we really need you. Mm. Trying to explain to him, I can't get across the river. And I think he kind of believed me because he yeah. then rang the police sergeant who was standing <laughs> next to me and the sergeant's going, nah, she's not getting across the river. So the, the mine medic said, grab your gear, go down to the river, which is only 50 metres away at this stage. We're sending a mog across. So the sergeant and I are standing there thinking, what is a mog? And all of a sudden this raider comes to the yeah. other side of the river and he's radioing across to us going, nah, not getting across there. So then it was get up to the highest point, we're sending a helicopter. So we didn't know what was coming. So the sergeant and I are up on the lookout with our lights going so that the helicopter could find us. And this tiny little Robinson two-door mustering helicopter landed. Mm-hmm. It had no doors. Um, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't even have ear protection, but two um, geolog- geologists who were being sticky beaks happened to come up to the lookout. They threw me some earplugs, grabbed my bags, jumped on. He flew me across the river and dropped me into um, the pit where I jumped in the ambulance, did an assessment, stabilised the guy. Um, and the medics are saying, well, RFDS is waiting for you. And his patient. So then we had to get through two other minor river crossings to get to the RFES. Mm. I don't know how we got there. But after handing over, I had one of the little um, the mine workers tap me on the shoulder and say, um, your helicopter pilot's waiting to fly you home. <laughs> so we took a scenic route um, and I got to take some amazing photos of the Pilgrim flood. Um, and that was just, you know, you never know from one day to the next what is going to be thrown at you and you've just got to go with it and mm. make the most of it. Thank you. That that's I think that really is a snapshot of how um, extreme or how different things could be from day to day. Oh, yes. <laughs> And what else do you think is challenging about your role or what you might would, would like to change about it, if anything? Um, I think it's, it's just basically nursing in general. We need to, like, care for each other more mm-hmm. and for um, a caring, educated professionals. Sometimes we are the worst. We bring the all of living and working remote or just in busy working environments brings out the worst in us and we can actually be quite cruel to each mm-hmm. other. So if, if we could change that type of culture, it would be really great. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I read something in your in your bio, bio that was given to me and you'd written, when someone tells you that you can't do something, they are only showing you their limits. And I thought that is a fantastic statement about... You know, often if we listen to other people, we, we don't put that perspective on it in that that's what their limitations are. It's not ours. Yes. Um, and so I thought that was a fantastic thing. And, you know, as nurses, you know, sometimes we might do that to other nurses as well. as like, oh, you can't do that. And, but that's really saying something about our, ourselves as well. So, yeah, you know, that, that caring and nurturing of each other rather than the culture of, um, you know, 
you've got to toughen up and and you know our, the young nurses aren't always supported and no, as and well as they could be. We're on a journey, each of us are on an individual professional journey and just because you can't do something, you shouldn't be telling somebody else that they can't do it because they can. Mm. So is there some professional advice you'd give to nurses considering a remote area practice? Um, it's really beautiful idea to flee busy re at the moment especially regional and um, tertiary centres and go remote but you need to have that solid background in emergency and quick care because you are working on your own you don't have that team around you um, and there are so many short courses out there through prana um, and postgraduate courses that you can do in rural remote primary care, chronic diseases, immunisation, but also find yourself a mentor. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that's done that and there's Facebook groups for rural and remote nurses. Jump on there, meet people, find a mentor, find out how you can go about getting to where you want to be mm. and then just do it. Mm. That, that's really useful advice, some practical things that people can do. And what about on a personal level for people? What's some advice on a personal level for people when they're considering or about to go out for remote area nursing? I always say pack a sense of humour. <laughs> you definitely need one. Yeah. I always take my hiking boots, my camera and a knife sharpener because seriously, no matter where you go, there are never sharp knives. <laughs> that is very, very useful. And I also hear that you're an avid and keen baker. Oh, I'm an evil baker. So I find that if when I land into a remote community, bake, freshly baked goods are premium. Mm. So I'll whip up some raspberry white chocolate muffins and I'll head down to the local police station and introduce myself. That sounds like an excellent plan for integrating yourself into a community. Well. And the other thing is be prepared to make some amazing, wonderful lifetime friends. I mean, I always try to find an adventure buddy whether that be another pol a police officer, another nurse, a teacher, a backpacker, and, and go and explore and see everything and do everything that can be done in that region while you're there because you'll get to see things that the tourists don't get to see and experience mm. things. So don't be afraid to eat brew tail and mm. don't be afraid to try things. Yeah. It's a very special position, isn't it, in that you know you you have you see the best and the worst and you know how all spectrum of the community that most people would never see yeah well thank you so much chris i have really enjoyed hearing about your work and your life and your current experiences so thank you for your for your willingness to share um and i know the listeners will really appreciate your your wisdom so well, thank, thank you a pleasure Thanks for listening to this episode of Kranacast. We're looking forward to bringing you more stories in the coming weeks and months. We'd like to remind all listeners that the Bush Support Line is available to provide confidential support 24-7 to rural and remote health workers and their families. You can reach out at any time by calling 1-800-805-391. Until next time.